Hey everybody, this is uh, Ali Nakvi. I'm uh, recording my second podcast with regard to Lyme disease. Uh, as we know, it's called Lyme Diaries. I had realized that my first uh, episode, you know, obviously I did it in one take. It's the first time I've ever done it. So I was a little bit fast. And, um, you know, you just uh, speak f- from uh, what you're thinking at the time so this is a learning process for me as well so I'll try to slow it down and interject a little bit less so it's been what three four days since I had uh, last spoke and I just wanted to give an update with regard to how I'm doing and it's the same you know it's up and down there are good days and bad days. Some days are worse than others. Uh, but today I'll try to talk about a little bit more about the symptoms of Lyme. I don't think I got into it too deeply the first time. I touched upon the pain and such, but the myriad and range of symptoms really, really is vast. It goes far beyond that which anybody can even imagine. I didn't think that there was a pain that one could uh, feel like this. It's not tangible, as I said, because there's so many different things going on at different times, and every day is a little bit different. Whether it be physical pain in the sense that you know you have pain in your arms or your legs that feels like they're shooting. One day it's shooting pains. One day it's burning pains. One day it feels like someone is taking a knife and cutting up and down your arms and legs. And then there is these headaches, um, which honestly feel like fire is being lit behind your eyes and around your head. And a lot of people who have Lyme, if they are in fact listening, would know it feels like a band or around your head, like someone is squeezing your head. Now, those who have migraines will attest to the fact that this could be a migraine, of course, but with that in tandem with the physical symptoms, obviously there's more than simple migraines. It genuinely feels like there's a band that is squeezing your head and you feel like your head is honestly going to explode. So there's there's that. There were other symptoms that I didn't even realized I didn't get into such as um, sleep you know sleep became impossible Uh, whether it be because of the pain or simply it seemed as though I could not fall asleep I could I would close my eyes and I would be awake the entire night I would be lying there for seven eight hours just lying as though I had forgotten how to sleep it became possible just a just a insomnia that would go on day after day after day sometimes my legs have this thing they do where I'm just sitting and they'll 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 jump by themselves I had mentioned the twitching um, the muscle spasms that I would get um, all over the body my back my legs my arms my chest my stomach uh, my eyes facial twitching bell's palsy is it happened to too many people which i was scared about but as of yet i've 
I'm, I don't have any of those kind of symptoms yet. I do have the twitching in the face that has seemed to slow down quite a bit throughout the body, so that's one big positive. But um, one thing, yeah, my, my legs will out of nowhere just start jumping. I'll just be, uh, I would be lying in bed and just like a kick, my, my legs would just be kicking up and down like, like a horse galloping without reason or rhyme and I was just at a loss um, so yeah I mean that's that's kind of the baseline of it there is um, a lot of depression that goes along with it I know that people would say that you know depression is you know a standard thing you know I'm depressed because I'm sick that is definitely the case as well but there's um this existentialism and existential crisis that you go through you know questioning the validity of everything around you and the meaningfulness of everything around you it could be in part by sitting at home you know sitting at home has been honestly like a jail like a jail cell being at home you know you have an entire world out there that you want to go and explore but you're at home and have you know no congruency in terms of when you will feel sick so you don't you know really have the energy or you don't have the you know confidence to go out of your home and to go and you know live life so for me it's been a long process of being alone and thinking about everything and as a result of that it could just be from being at home, but being depressed is, and you know, being depressed and anxious and these things are symptoms of Lyme as well. There is a few articles out there that it can mimic people who have bipolar disorder or psychosis for certain people, and I can see that as well because sometimes I feel completely disjointed and disinterested or disconnected to the world something I've never really felt because I've always had myself very active out and about and always having clear goals whether it be for my day or holistic ones for two-year plans five-year plans ten-year plans future plans that I have but with this illness I have gotten very jaded whether that be because of being at home and not being able to do things or because the illness itself is, in a sense, being a voices in my head type of thing. I don't know. I mean, there are many people who mirror what I'm saying. As I've said, I've discussed with people on message boards. Because obviously when you start getting sick, you feel like you need to reach out to people who are like-minded. So if there's anybody like-minded who doesn't have an answer yet or feels as though they may have Lyme and they've done the test and it came clean through the ELISA that I'd, as I'd mentioned in my first podcast yeah go out there and you know, feel free to contact me I'm happy to give any insight that I have because if I can help one person that's that's more than enough for me and this is not a podcast to get recognition I don't really think that anybody wants to get famous off of Lyme or get I'm not looking for sympathy either I don't think that's what my aim was my aim here is 
either to connect people who have a similar story and want to, you know, go through, want to discuss with me or to, you know, connect to me so we can work together and share our stories. And for myself, just to get the, just to get my voice out there. It wasn't really to, to go and get recognition or sympathy. I'm not looking for either of those things. I'm looking for that, I guess, a vehicle for me to, you know, express my thoughts for myself because I don't think that I can clearly give them to people. It's therapeutic for me to go out and say what I'm feeling without any sort of interruption because when you're speaking with anybody, empathy is obviously there, but you are obviously a little bit reserved because there's just so many things going on in your head. Even now, I have a thousand ideas that are popping in my head for me to really express them all at once. Uh, The first episode, I realized I did not even give any credence to the people who've been around me and what they've meant to me because I think anybody who's gone through this knows that you I would say 95% of people there's a 5% maybe who are alone but 95% of people can attest to the fact that the only way that they can get through this is with the support of a good friend and family based hands down I wouldn't continue going if it weren't for them and I wouldn't want to keep trying to get better and try different avenues avenues of what weren't for them Um, because I want to be better for them not only that I also want to get better and their support is helping me to put they're pushing me to get better for myself so I mean obviously more than anything else my mom and my dad now my dad never doubted me my mom never doubted me she just she's human and anybody is human and they only you know when you go through something and you don't understand it if this was happening to somebody else and I had not known what this was, what Lyme was, what the symptoms were, as I said, it's not tangible. I wouldn't understand it either. So to my parents, especially more so than anybody else, they've been, you know, they're the reasons that I keep going and I keep trying. And only they know what they've done. You know, what they've seen me at my worst most people I wouldn't say have seen me at my worst. Most people have seen me. I, I, I've, there's a, I, I can get by sometimes. Um, and I was way worse months ago. I wouldn't leave my room. And I would, I was, honestly, I was completely dejected. And I, I don't think I've been a crier in my life, but I, was at a loss because I was in so much pain and I wasn't getting answers and people weren't even taking me seriously so I felt as though from every avenue I didn't have any support but my parents stuck by me and I just gotta keep chugging away unfortunately with Lyme it's not a give some medicine for a week or two weeks and you're better it's 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 tough it's very tough because some people have been living with it for years. And I don't want to do that. 
not at all. I want to be ready tomorrow. I want to be and and you know you hear these horror stories, people being sick for years, and I'm, that terrifies me. So I'm actually I did contact my doctor again to see if I can get on that new medicine. Um, so let's see what she has to say. I hope she said uh, her assistant did say that they wanted to keep me on the same regimen, but they do see that I want to try it. And as I said. I'm not interested in waiting months more or years or any that that would that's a, that's a haunting terrifying thing to even fathom. So I'm I I'm ready to try that. I hope that I'll get the thumbs up from them because I'm not interested in being this way for the foreseeable future. I'm not it's it's dejecting to see the life pass you by while you have to remain in your room or at home and not being able to go and do the things you enjoy. But as I said to my parents, you have been everything to me. And I can't even, you know, I can't put it into words what they've done for me. Yeah, I'm only disappointed in myself that I'm not able to go in. You know, this was supposed to be the time for them to relax you know I, I did achieve my goals and for them to sit at home and just for me to kind of take care of them so it's dejecting for me that I have to still give them trouble and give them another hardship to deal with because life is hard and once you get to a certain age you would hope that now you can be taken care of that's but unfortunately for my parents I they have to deal with this as an added difficulty and to them you know I, I apologize I wish it wasn't this way but I thank them for their support and I'm going to keep fighting to get better so that I can take care of them and I want to do that as soon as possible my siblings um, my, my brothers I'm, you know they've been there 100% giving me all the support that I need um Anytime I need an appointment or whatever I needed, they would be there for me. You know, I can't thank them enough either. My cousins, my uncles, my aunts. There are a few cousins I don't want to name names um, because obviously people like their anonymity, but to them, there are specific cousins who have been incredible. Um, I can't even, I can't even put into words the support that I have for my family, whether it be them praying for me. Prayer has been a big part of this past year, uh, a rekindling my belief in a higher power. And they've all put me in prayers uh, and killed many goats for any Muslims out there. Many goats have died uh, for me and for my health to get better and better. So to them, to all my family, thank you all so much. I wouldn't, I'm going to keep trying to get better as soon as possible. This is not what I want. I want to keep, I want to get better. And I will keep trying to get better. And I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm not going to let this drip on into years or anything like that. This is, a, I need to get better now. And I'm going to fight in every way possible to do so. So, yeah, as of right now, I'm just waiting for my doctor to get back to me. And last night, for example, I was 
in excruciating pain like it felt as though there was knives running up and down my legs like it was burning and there's no rhyme or reason there's no consistency one day I could go through what I would call a relatively normal day and then the next day I am completely bedridden and I don't know the depths and extent to which I can push myself as I had mentioned in my first podcast there's um, these Herxmeyer reactions or Herx reactions which is the die-off reaction in your body now I don't know how much of when I feel these burning sensations or lightheadedness so bad that I need to lie down I don't know when these come on that is it the die-off in my body or is it just the Lyme itself and I'm just going through it so it's difficult because I'm taking so many different supplements and antibiotics I'm taking the natural in tandem with the with the traditional medicine approach you know attacking it all at once so I don't know what's attacking what and I don't know what's working what's not working I'm just essentially leaving it in the hands of the doctors but as I said this entire process has been a lot of myself just you know putting my best foot forward and saying hey I need to figure out what's wrong with me and I'm going to keep fighting and a lot of it has been me doing trial and error or me reading up on things and being like hey this supplement I read online you know the doctor didn't mention it so but I'm, I did the research myself I'm going to try it so I mean there's a few things I've today I looked up online and I ordered them in now if I do get this new medicine it'll be the only one I'll have to take everything else will be cancelled um, I read on a few forums a lot of people saying that this is that big one that in a few weeks you are 100% and that got me excited because a few like a, as many people now saying the same thing so I'm not I don't want to be waiting because the other people I hear have been sick for years I want to be I want to attack this right away and if there's something that may be that miracle drug or miracle medicine I've put my hand up you know there may be side effects but I'm ready for it right now um, another thing I wanted to say actually with regard to the IGNX testing before anybody thinks that there's pseudoscience so it is approved by um, by many there's uh, one second let me just look this up it actually is approved it's not it's just not approved by FDA it is approved by uh, CLIA in the US and CMS so it's not that they're not one second I'm just looking this up right now one second right so so right now the FDA is the one is it uh, right now the FDA has not approved it so the CDC has not mandated this but there is the CLIA and the CMS which have approved it so it's not that there's there's no validity to it at all there's definitely is validity to it I will also say that I do remember getting a bite with the so when you get Lyme or it's a tick bite that you get I remember getting that on my ankle last year and that's when I started feeling lack of appetite and symptoms starting so I did remember getting that last year and it was on the back of my ankle and there's this bullseye mark that was around it. So I do remember that very, very distinctly. So there, there is actually a lot of science behind the testing that I had done. The problem is that with before this potential disfiller and being the be all end all might be the one that takes it all. 
drug companies are afraid because Lyme is difficult for insurance companies as it's not a one, it's not just a few weeks and you're better. It can be potentially years of antibiotics. So they don't want to pay that. So as a result of that, Lyme is being, it's being this very debated topic. That's the issue here. That's what's going on. So because they don't want to want to insure, and again, medical doctors are going to rip my head off if they hear this um, and say that this is not true. But because of this, there's been big pushback in terms of antibiotics. And as a result of this, um, you know, it could be years, they don't want to pay that out. So as a result of this, they, so yeah, like they, they definitely have, I mean, like I said, this is a very, very debated topic and there are big advocates of it. There are Harvard doctors and doctors from the, what's the hospital in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, John Hopkins doctors who are big advocates saying that yes, this is a epidemic, but um, it's being under appreciated because of potential insurance issues. And Canada usually falls in line with the US. Now in the US, there are a few thousand LLMDs. There are quite a few of them in the US, whereas in Canada, there's, I think you can count them on one hand. So in the U.S., there are options for people or have been options for people to go. Whereas here, there have been a lot of people. There's um, a doctor, Dr. Horowitz, who is um, one of the pioneers in Lyme. He actually is uh, in a Lyme endemic area, I believe, in New Jersey. And he said that he met his wife when she had Lyme and he started treating her. And that's when he said, oh, my God, there is something big that is out there something huge that is being missed and we need to help these people so there are medical doctors a lot of very big ones a lot of people who are, have phds who have been trained in harvard or johns hopkins who in fact are advocates for this so this is definitely not some pseudoscience this is just a debated topic and i actually had a doctor on reddit who is a doctor out in somewhere in the U.S., I forget, because I posted a story when I had thought that I had post viral, and they were the first ones to say, hey, you know the testing is not good for it. And she said that I'm a doctor before, and she's like, here, here's my name, here, and I looked her up, and hey, and there she was. She was a doctor. She was a dermatologist somewhere in the U.S., and she said, I'm a doctor, and I'm telling you, she was like, the same thing happened to me. And it was, fa in fact, Lyme, and I got better once I got treated after I did the IGNX testing as well. So the problem is that it's not the majority of the population. It's, you know, the exception to the exception. As a result of that, there is not as much focus given on them because it doesn't show up on any other test except for the specific Lyme test. It's not like your, your you know, red blood cell count, your white blood cell count. These things are, are altered by it, you know. So these things not being majorly affected as a result, they basically say, hey, you know, we can kind of get by. So there is a big, big contingent of people out there who are fighting for this. And a lot of people are going to Congress in the U.S. and fighting for it and a big, big advocacy over here as well. So I hope in a few years it'll be something that this becomes more standardized and this insurance claim years of giving antibiotics 
you know, it ends because there are people like myself who need a lot of help. And I also, you know, I was reading a story about someone who said that they are in the U.S. and they are financially crippled as a result of this. They were also a working professional and one day just started getting sick, couldn't get out of bed. Some people have lost the ability to walk. It's terrifying. And, you know, they they're financially crippled saying that they sold their house because they're not getting better and they they spend all the money it's not cheap especially in the u.s if you're not getting insurance help to spend all the money on treatment and all these things it's it's terrifying so that's my update hopefully i'll hear something from the doctor with regard to dysphilorim and i'll let you know supposedly the the hercs from that is one of the worst herxes and dr horowitz was saying the other day in an interview that it's one of the worst if not the worst herx he's ever seen so i for all i know might not be able to record another episode if i get it because i'll be in bed for a few weeks so thanks for listening this is ali nasi and this is the lime diary